Broken Pieces, Part 1. When I first began doing these podcasts, I had one entitled Stones. The implication of that podcast was to recall a time in your life when God brought you out with a mighty hand. It was connected to the text where God told Joshua to put stones down in the River Jordan to remember that God made the water stand up on both sides of the river the same way he did for the four, for their forefathers and mothers when they crossed the Red Sea. The whole purpose of that podcast was to evoke the power of memory to deliver you in whatever present crisis you may be going through. I got to thinking about that thing for a moment and I realized a very important thought. Now, that being said, let me ask you a question. Has there ever been a time when you wanted to forget something that you had done, something someone had done to you or something that had happened to you? Some hurt, tragedy, misfortune or event that you'll never forget. But that that thing has changed who you are and the way you do things forever. I'm sure we all have, if we're honest. But the question is, would you erase that event or those events from your memory altogether? If you could go back in time in some sort of time machine and live life all over again, would you take the gamble and risk who you are now without that broken part of your life in the equation? Now, before you react and answer too quickly, take a moment to think and respond. See, life as you know it is built on series of events linked together by moments both good and bad. You are what you are because of the lessons you've learned based off of the hardships you have had to endure and get over. So in part, you are what you are now because of what you have gone through. To take that part of your life away is to take away part of what you have become. So when we think about what God has brought us through, here's the revelation I came through. It all began with crisis. Deliverance happens on the other side of pain. Without pain, there is no need for deliverance. God's providential hand is celebrated because he brought us out on the other side victorious. I know the things we've gone through may have hurt us deeply, but the scar is the reminder that we're still here. Every tear, every unfavorable memory, every reminder of relationships gone bad are nothing more than moments where God said, you have been marred by life, but you're still in my hands and I have determined that you survive. It's easy, you see, to live in the moments where there is no pain, no hurt, no complications, but life isn't built that way. It's kind of like the slogan for Ragu, it's all in there. When I look at the history of our country, there are good and bad moments, things we should be very proud of and other things we should be grossly ashamed of. You see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, it says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Kids act like kids. They do kiddish things. Their basic innate nature shines through without regard for who or what they bother or inconvenience. See, they want what they want when they want it. They don't care if you're tired from a long day at work. If they want your attention, they want it now. Children act in accordance to their age. 
Their reasoning and perspective are directly connected to their level of experience. They only know what they know and not what they don't know. In other words, they act and think as a child. It's the same way as it relates to spiritual maturity. People act in accordance to their spiritual aid. They do childish, immature things without regard for who it hurts. Paul says, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. My thinking changed. How I interpreted life and people changed. How I engaged with the world changed because my level of experience dictate that I respond to the world differently. And it is absolutely true that history gives us perspective. Absolutely. But it is also true that it is skewed by the person telling the story. You ever heard somebody tell a fish story? When they first told the story, the fish was really small. And then after they told it so many times, all of a sudden the fish got bigger. But the person who saw the fish, they remember it was a really small fish. But the person who remembers the fish, oh, it was huge. You see, it's skewed by our storytelling. It's skewed by the person telling the story. Whether they know it or not, they see events through their level of maturity. Depending on where they are in their spiritual growth directly determines how they see what they're looking at. Now, in relationship to the text in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 and 12, it essentially implies that once Paul sees Jesus for who and what he is, there is no need for temporal gifts of the spirit outlined earlier in verse 8 and 9. That lead those those movements lead us to a greater understanding or awareness of Jesus. There's no need for that because we will see him just as he is. We will no longer see a reflected image of Christ, but the real thing. Listen to verse 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Paul realized that what he knew about Jesus paled in comparison to what he was going to know about Jesus. Sure, he had a Damascus Road experience, but when that was but that was no comparison to what waited for him in heaven. His history as a Jew who happened to also be Roman dictated a certain response to who Jesus was. Paul persecuted Christians. Paul sought to bring them bound in chains back to Jerusalem. Paul stood by and emotionally sanctioned the stoning of Stephen with confidence and pride because he thought he was doing the right thing. You see, his understanding of Jesus was tainted by a culture that sought to kill Jesus. But once he matured and truly met Jesus for himself, his history with God took on a new perspective. He put away childish things. He saw life through matured eyes. Now, Paul celebrates a heritage that taught about a Messiah who would deliver his people from their sins. He understood that there was more to who they were as a people than the stories of their forefathers and mothers. Paul matured and saw his future through the eyes of a delivered past. And such as it should be when we look back on the things that caused us pain. God has more in store for us than the stories of our forefathers and mothers. The things that have broken us. The things that have hurt us. So when we look back, I want to remind you, don't miss the pain. Don't miss the hurt. Don't miss the broken relationships and disappointing moments. Don't miss the tears you shed. They represent in part who you are and what you have become. Just know 
You and I are more than our past hurts and experiences. The enemy wants us to focus on our hurts with shame, anger, and disappointment. But God wants us to look at our pain with gratitude, thankfulness, and intentionality, knowing that we were never alone and that he brought us through it all. You see, we may have broken pieces in our stories, but God saved us by his mercy and grace. And despite what the enemy tried to do to us as individuals and a nation, he could not prevent the will of God from shining through. We are still here. With all of our imperfections, with all of our shortcomings and our broken pieces, I declare to you, my brothers and sisters, that he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And yes, he was. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church Indian Trail. And in Marshville, North Carolina, you've been listening to Soul Food.